Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Can't get enough of Boomer and Carton in the morning. Al Dukes and Jerry Recco are here with some sports news and updates they didn't have time to cover. Here we go. It's the Boomer and Carton postgame show with Al and Jerry. Oh, it's time for the postgame podcast. And with Jerry Recco being out on a personal day, Eddie Scazzeri fills in. Hi, Eddie. Oh, hello, Al, and oh. hello, boring podcast listeners. Well, this isn't the boring podcast. Oh, sorry. This is the post-game podcast. Oh, I see. They're very different. But it could also be boring. It could also be boring as well. Mm-hmm. So Jerry had a personal day today. That yes. always sounds ominous to me, like when somebody's yes. out on a personal day. Right. It sounds severe. You don't know. You don't want to ask. Right. It's nothing big, but it's uh, if Jerry wants to share, that's up to Jerry. Correct. But he needed a day. Tomorrow, Craig's right. taking a personal day. Exactly. And you're like kind of our personnel guy here at the radio station. So I station. know everybody's business, unfortunately. You, you do know everybody's business. Uh, one of the things that came up on today's show with CeeLo filling in, that's Crystal Presti, filling in for uh, Jerry, mm-hmm. was uh, CeeLo is a part-time guy here at the WFAN. Yes. He does um, update shifts. Correct. Throughout the week or weekends, whenever he can get right. in some shifts. Yes. And he is also our Jets beat reporter. Also correct. So Craig was suggesting that perhaps CeeLo should spend more time working the Jets beat, which takes an awful lot of time if right. you're going to be there every day. Mm-hmm. But that's not a position that WFAN pays somebody to do beyond uh, covering the games and, and covering certain practices. Like how does how does that work a little behind the scenes here? How does that work for a guy like CeeLo? As far as how many hours does the station allow him to devote to be paid for Jets-related work? Well, I believe he gets a certain amount for every time he goes out and covers. I don't think he gets like just a flat rate to cover the Jets. Uh, so it's not really a full-time position. Right. So, And the station, you know, with uh, as many companies, budgetary concerns— um, it's not in the budget to have a full-time person, you know, that that's their full-time job to go out and cover the Jets. So he gets a certain amount for every time he goes out there. And with the way the that world works, you're out there for hours and hours. So if you want to break down the hourly rate, it's really not that much. 
And, you know, hell, if he lived on, like, Long Island, he would probably be losing money with, right. with the tolls. Yeah, because the Jets being in New Jersey now, and CeeLo uh, is a new father. He's yes. got a house, a new house that uh, is an hour and 15 minutes away from where the Jets practice. No tolls, so that helps. So that helps. But I guess the question here is, Craig is saying, if you're somebody who wants to move ahead in your career, mm-hmm. sometimes you must do things for the betterment of you, even though... Money-wise, it may not pay off now, but if mm. you're there covering the Jets every day and you were able to break a story here and there, perhaps another suitor would want to pay CeeLo to be the full-time Jet reporter. Oh, right, but that's not a guarantee. It not a guarantee. Be, it would just be so you would be prospecting in a way. Right. Now, that sounds terrific, and what a great idea for a go-getter, blah, 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 blah. And if CeeLo was... 10 years younger, was living at home with his folks, uh, didn't have massive uh, college uh, 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 debts to pay off for his uh, schooling, uh, did not have a a house and a child. Uh, That all might be possible. But CeeLo's specific um, situation is all of those things. He's a new dad, he's newly married, he's got a new house, and he is not he would be giving up the opportunity to work elsewhere here for doing update shifts or for the CBS Sports Radio network which is housed here by going out and sitting around jets camp all day for no money so right. it sounds like a great idea and if the situation was different perhaps he could do that but um and and god love craig and god love boomer but they are out of touch they're out of opinion. touch, you think, with the, uh, the, the current. I also think, like, I, I worked in uh, the Tampa market for mm-hmm. a, a while. There are other markets around the country where it is a little bit easier to do these things. Yes. Uh, to go cover teams where you're not being paid specifically for those times you're there. Like when right. I did with the Buccaneers, mm-hmm. the Tampa Lightning, the Tampa Rays. It was all within a very easily drivable, hey, I'm going to pop in over there. I'll pop in over there. You weren't sitting in traffic. It, 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 this area, this New York area, is so spread out mm-hmm. that it, it, you could go hours to hours and you're still in the listening uh, metro area, as and, they say. And even if it's not so much spread out, as you know from uh, you know experience with uh, the charity game that we had over at St. John's, some of our folks, to go six miles, it took them three hours. Yes, so the bottom line is this area stinks as far as traffic. Uh, yes, it can. All right. So uh, just to close this out, as you're a guy who works with some of the young up-and-coming broadcasters yes. and board operators, uh-huh. producers, reporters, what is what is your suggestion for a way to balance you're not going to get paid to do this, but perhaps it's good for your career? Well, um, and what Craig was saying about the SNY possibility, that's very true and very possible. Um, but although I think they have their own guys cause they're sort of, they have a, their own jet show and things like that. But, uh, it's, it's, you would have to find the time at home to do the research or perhaps go out there every once in a while, but it is not easy, especially cause, and, and CeeLo is also a coach for, for uh, youth baseball as well. And then again, with the new baby, it's it's a, it's a daunting task. Yes, daunting task. All right, Eddie. Uh, the other thing you're known for here is uh, you're you're a lover of dogs. Yes, and yes. animals in general. Exactly. Yes. I'm surprised actually that you're not a vegetarian. 
Uh, that uh, is a fair point. Yeah. If Myself, I... too. I, I think of that sometimes as well. Like, why, when I see, like, the, the videos of the cows and the chickens, I'm like, yeah, why am I eating or, these animals? Uh, right. And if I, like, had a farm and had my own cows and chickens and pigs and lambs and all that stuff, there is no shot that I would be able to butcher them, to put a <laughs> bullet in their head or wring their neck right. or slit their throat, and uh, I could just could not do it. But kind of out of sight, out of mind well, for in sure. some yeah. ways. Well, and humans are uh, omnivores, so we— Those are meat eaters. Omnivores are—they uh, eat both— Oh, both, plants both, yes. and meats. Right, an herbivore or a carnivore would eat be Eat just exclusive. herbs. Well, we eat just plant plants. material. Or meat. Or just meat. Carnivore, yes. So we're evolved uh, omnivores like dogs and like bears. So, you know, it's a necessary part of our diet to consume animal protein. And some people say, oh, you can get your protein from the soy. No. There's a certain need biologically for animal protein. It's just the way we've evolved. You shouldn't feel bad about it. It is the way it is. You think a lion feels bad when it eats a gazelle? No, No. it does not. And they... um... Never a fair fight. There's like five lions on one gazelle. That's not uh, well, fair. Yeah, but hey, they're you know they pick on the weak, they pick on the young, they, they pick do. on the old. So they're thinning out the herd. So you know they're sort of you know filling a, a, a niche um, in you know in the ecology, if you will. All right. So, but if I had to kill my own meat, I would be a vegetarian. Right. I cannot even fish. I feel so badly about like hooking a fish and like i i I just could not do it so how do you separate that from actually eating animals well um it's just like the 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 ease and the convenience of the modern world it's like you said out of sight out of mind i don't have to deal with it i don't have to think about it right oh here's my burger here's my chicken wing whatever you know, but if you're act- when you're eating a chicken wing, yeah. <laughs> I mean, think about that's it. That's why I was saying, and it's bizarre. Yeah, that's why I was saying, like, I like a boneless wing. Yes, because I don't think this it, is an animal's bone. Right, it's another step removed. It's another from- step removed, right? Right, but if you know you're eating, eating ribs, like, oh my god! <laughs> but I don't even <laughs> think of ribs as part of an animal. I don't well, know why, because it's because it makes no sense that you wouldn't, right? But- but even like you're saying, like you're gnawing on a chicken wing, like that's yeah. a chicken's leg. Uh, correct. You're right. biting on. Uh, exactly. You're <laughs> ripping your teeth through sinew and right. muscle, and it's just gross. Yes. So yeah, maybe I will be a vegetarian. Right. But there is like when you talk to vegetarians, that's like, oh, you could eat this. You could. Nothing seems like. I think a, I... A, a good amount, or as you're saying, like the the type of protein that you get from animal meat right. is different. Mm-hmm. And we, I feel like we need that. I can't we, eat all beans all day we, long. We do biologically. Now, there are some people. You know, listen, can you live a, you know, a long life and, you know, be relatively healthy? Sure. But, you know, we've evolved to consume animal flesh. That's just how we're made. Now, there's maybe a certain sect of uh, people that can get away with not consuming it. And, again, like I said, they'll they'll be fine. They can live and it'll not be that big of an issue. So perhaps we should all move towards that. But... You know, there's a biological uh, uh, craving and need, just like there is to reproduce. There's a something is telling us to consume animal flesh. Right. There's something in there, and I'll say about for cats. Cat, cats are they can eat vegetable matter, but they are much more carnivores than dogs. So, cats are yeah. So if you look at cat food, it's a much higher protein than a dog uh, than dog food. It's just because they need. More protein. And here's what I wonder. If we're going to go back to, like, um, 
caveman days and yes. uh, the man's uh, want and need to eat animal flesh. Yes. What do you think made man decide if this is heated and cooked, it will be better than just eating it raw? Like like we talked about the lions attacking the gazelles. Well, I would think it. They're not like, cooking their meat. No, like like most, um, or not most, but like a lot of breakthroughs and inventions, uh, they just sort of stumble upon it by accident. You know, when man learned to, uh, you know, control fire and to have it around uh, when it was cold, uh, I'm sure he wasn't starting a fire to, you know, to make a burger for sure, but. <laughs> Uh, you know, sometime like they were eating around the fire and, you know, like somebody uh, dropped their, uh, you know, pterodactyl leg into the uh, fire. I know that's impossible. They didn't coexist. I understand that. Just a point. So they dropped it into the fire. And then when they picked it up, they were like, hey, what about, hey. This is awesome. Yeah. And then the next time, like, hey, I dropped it in some of these herbs, you know, like the first oregano Wow, that even tastes good. And so I'm sure that's how it evolved. Right. Hmm. I'll buy into that. All right. And then they uh, just decided we're going to eat all of our food cooked, including fish. And then at some point we got to sushi. And we went back to raw. Where you don't cook it. Right. Well, I I don't eat fish. I don't don't get the whole sushi thing. And you're not a, you don't eat any type of seafood? Correct. Or just shellfish? No, any seafood. Because some people have that shellfish. Right thing where they can't eat and, that and for me it's not anything that it makes me sick or i'm allergic or anything i just don't like it for whatever reason right here's a study i found uh, eddie and this is perfect for you being okay. here today and this comes from the mayo clinic mm-hmm. a lot of studies i use you on don't this, like mayo uh well so this it's I, ironic that you it is ironic but i think this is the medical facility oh, and a lot of times when i do studies on this podcast it's it really Honestly, the the sources are not great. Mm -hmm. But this is the Mayo Clinic. Well, that's legit. This is legit. The Mayo Clinic and sleep experts, uh, they got together to see, uh, the thinking was that if you sleep in the same bed as your dog, Mm -hmm. that that's not good for your sleep. Okay. But this new study found that it is actually almost better for your sleep if the dog has a calming effect on you. Correct. You feel protected in the bed with this, especially if a big giant dog. Right. Uh, the dog comforts you. Surely. Are you a dogs in the bed kind of guy? Oh, not only am I a, a dog in the bed, I am a dogs plural in the bed. Dogs in the bed. Yes. And since, uh, you know, our schedules are crazy. Yes. So I'll go to bed like at 630 and my wife's not going to bed until like a normal person's time, whatever, 1030, 11 o'clock. And I get up at 1 a.m. So we're not really in the bed together that long each night. But uh, I have, through the Seeing Eye program, which some people know about, I volunteer puppy raiser for the Seeing Eye, blah, blah, blah. You raise them until they're ready to go to a person. Right, until they're ready to go to school. Then they go through their training. Got it. So over the course of these past uh, 12 years, uh, a few of our dogs have come back to us, uh, you know, for various reasons. And our the last pup we just raised, he flunked out. He was our first failure for cause. And so now we have three dogs in the house, three Labradors, all of them uh, over 55 pounds. And now since the third one has come back, little Cooper, uh, every dog, uh, every night is a three-dog night, if you will, where I have all three Labradors up in the bed with me when I go at to 630. bed. At 6.30. At 6.30. And now sometimes they'll they'll leave and go to the bathroom or whatever, come back. But, uh, you know, when I go to bed, they all come up, we snuggle together, and it's 
awesome. Do they ever fight for a better position to be the dog closest uh, to you? Yes. Well, Harley being the oldest and uh, the sort of the alpha male of, of the mini pack there, he wants that upper position up by my head. And him and now Cooper has been sort of vying for that spot more just out of sort of exuberance and just goofiness than sort of trying to be dominant. And Harley will look at me like, you know, get this little kid out of here. And he wants him pushed to the lower position. Right. Now, now something else that came up in the study, I want to see if your dogs do this. My sister's dog will do Mm -hmm. this. This woman says, good thing about sleeping in the bed with your dog. If I stay up too late, the dog reminds me to go to bed. Like, my sister's dog mm-hmm. at 9 o'clock gets pissed. It, now, the dog doesn't sleep in their bed. The dog sleeps downstairs in the family room while everyone else is upstairs in bed. Right. But the dog wants to go to bed at 9 and doesn't want anyone in that living wants, room area. Wants it quiet, wants the yeah, TV so the, off, right. the lights off. So the dog's like, it's <laughs> hey, 9 o'clock, hey, let's well, go. what are we doing? You know, uh, so you, will your dogs remind you to go to bed? Uh, Harley will. The others, you know, don't usually. They don't care. They don't care so much. And their labs, they're just laying on the couch. You know, they'll sleep on the couch, sleep upstairs. It's all the same to them. But sometimes Harley will kind of look at me like, hey, you know, let's go. And also on the weekends, they are responsible for getting me up early. Right. Because they were like, hey, let's go. It's right. They're on a breakfast. system. Yeah, they're breakfast. And, you know, i got to go out, the whole thing. They expect you to be ready to go at nine a- uh, at 1 a.m. Uh, no, not at 1. They oh, let, not let, at let 1. me sleep in. Oh, that's good. Uh, Eddie, we uh, we're getting a little behind-the-scenes action here with the CeeLo yes. stuff. We right. are fortunate enough that we have jobs where we, we don't have to shave every day. Yes, uh, and if you did have a job where you had to shave every day, you would soon realize that it's very expensive buying razors, oh, Eddie. I shave once a week, and I know it's expensive. Oh, well, let me introduce you then to Harry's. Oh, Harry's, you say? Yes, uh, Eddie, Harry's. They're a, uh, What they'll do is they'll send you razors. First mm-hmm. of all, you get the actual razor itself. Then right. they'll send you replacement blades Right to your front door. Now, is it the kind of blade that you just snap in, or is it an actual blade you have to open the thing like old school? And no, no, it's a cartridge. It's it, oh, okay. They look just like. So it's a more modern thing. It's very much. Mo- in fact, it's German engineered blades. Oh boy, Eddie, and they, you know, they're very oh. good. Oh yes. At engineering. Mercedes Benz, yes. BMW, and Harry's, Harry's blades, and they come right to your front door. Mm. I would suggest training one of the dogs to. Pick up your Harry's package and walk it to you. They could. Well, I first have to train them to open the door. Okay. Which I could. Train them to open the door, then train them to pick up the package and deliver it to you. Right. Uh, they can bring it right up to the bathroom. They bring it right up to the thing. Because if you're shaving every day, or even like you said, shaving once a week, and you're still buying your razors in uh, supermarkets you're or drugstores. You're a fool. You're a fool. Right? Yeah. They're very expensive. And you'll go to checkout. Like, if you do it as part of your regular food shopping, you're like, why is my bill so high? I don't know, because half of it's on razors. Oh, because there's $13 for three razors here. That's right. Let me introduce you, uh, Eddie, to Harry's starter set. They call it the Truman. Okay. I think named after the president. Uh, Yes. Was he a president? Well, and his first name was? Harry. Bang. Oh, you know, I just got that just now. Wow. It's a great (laughs) option for new customers like you, Eddie. It's an amazing deal, too. For just $15, you get a razor handle, moisturizing shave cream, and three of Harry's five-blade German-engineered razors. Yeah, yeah. Plus, Harry's going to give you $5 off your first purchase using the promo code POSTGAME. Just go to harrys.com right now and look for the Truman set. 
Yes. Harry Truman set. There you go. That's Harry's, H-A-R-R-Y-S, harrys.com, enter code postgame at checkout, $5 off, and help support this amazing podcast. And in the future, Al, if you see like uh, uh, an offer called the Houdini package. Yes. Also Harry. Harry Houdini. Bam. Now, I don't know if they'd go dirty Harry, because that's probably not, you know, probably, probably not probably the way they want to go. I'll see what a Harry Carry. Yeah, Harry there Callis. you go. Bang. Harry Carry. Uh, yeah, both. All right. Well, Harry Cowles was an actor. I'm not sure. Oh, I don't know who he is. Oh, all right. Okay. One more thing that came up on the show, also sure. dog-related. I don't mean to hit you with all dog-related and By the items. way, let's go back to the, do you know the um, Three Dog Night? Yes. You know, it's a, a group, right? Correct. Do you know where that term originated from? I, um, Shakespeare. No. Well, no, I don't think so. Okay. I think it came from the Yukon. I mean, I don't know the exact region or... How it evolved specifically, but the, the meaning is that on really cold nights, the people who would sleep outdoors and had like sled teams and dogs and stuff, they would say, oh boy, tonight's a three dog night, meaning you had to cuddle up with three dogs to keep warm. That's where that phrase came from. And that's from. how you have a three dog night. That every night is a three dog night. And now tonight at City Field, it's three. It's more than three dog yes. night as it's Bark at the Park. Mm-hmm. And this has been a very um, controversial yes. topic that's come up on the show. Boomer a and I times. are pro. You and Craig are. Well, you might not be as I'm vociferous. Pro, I'm pro dog. Right. I'm not thrilled with having dogs at the park, mainly because. People will bring aggressive breeds, which I'm against. Well, that is, yeah, well, that's foolish for someone to bring uh, an aggressive uh, breed. Now, there are some, uh, quote-unquote, aggressive, blanket term, aggressive breeds who are fine. I know you and I don't exactly see eye-to-eye on that. On pit bulls in particular. Or pit bulls, and Rottweilers, um, uh, Dobermans, German Shepherds, some uh, you know, these are dogs that are trained for attack or bred for attack and suppression. Right. Uh, so that's sort of in their nature. Uh, terriers are not aggressive towards humans, but, you know, they're very barky and very active because that's what they were bred for, to hunt vermin, basically, is what they were bred for. So, you know, there are certain dogs who are better in public. You know what dogs are tricky in public sometimes? The, the huskies, the malamutes, beautiful, beautiful animals. But they can be tricky in terms of socializing with anybody other than their person. Not that interested in all that. Yeah, and you never know. Like, your dog could be fine at home. You never know what another dog is signaling to trigger them Correct. to be angry. And I'm around dogs a lot, and there are certain there's certain body languages you can get to sort of know almost intuitively. From a dog, when you see a Correct. dog. Right. So you're approaching a dog, like you're right. with your dog. Right. You're approaching another dog. Right. Like Enough. at bark at the park. Right. And you can sense, you can see something in the dog you're approaching. Right. Of uh, danger. Yeah. Or, or aggressiveness. Just, or not even that. Or that the dog is scared and nervous and not comfortable. Right. You know, you look the tail between the legs, the head down, the ears back, kind of skulking around. No good. Right. Uh, you know, hackles up on the on the on the the hair on their back is up. All sort of, I'm scared, I might be aggressive kind of signals. Now, if people are bringing a dog to dog in the, uh, bark in the park, you would think that they would know their dog. Oh, my dog's fine with other people. And many people sort of assume that their dog is great and fine when it's not always. But there are many dogs out there who are fully socialized and are who are fine. And, you know, if you have, if you understand dog body language, you know, you can sort of figure it out. But even under the most ideal circumstances with 
people who know dogs, you know, they're still an animal who something can set them off that we have no idea, and then it's all over. You know, there could be, a, you know, a, a backfire or some loud noise or something, a scent, something that triggers something in the dog that you, you know, they can't talk to you. So, right. And then you have a problem. Hmm. Would you go to bark at the park? A hundred percent. I would. <laughs> with all my three dogs. Because my dogs are the best. Yes. And they don't bother anyone. But you've met my dog. They yes. actually don't. But, you know, Can, they're labs. They're I wonder, goofy labs. are you allowed more than one dog per person at uh, bark at the park? That That's a good question. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. And how do these dogs that um, help blind people, how do they know to cross the street? I never understood uh, that. It's very, it's a very subtle, if you watch them work, it's so subtle. You can't even see what they're doing. But how does the dog know when the, what the traffic pattern is that it's their turn to walk? Well, the dogs are trained to watch traffic flow to see, first of all, obviously really? I'm not going to go if there's something, you know, coming, but they're also trained to look at the street signs. It can, it can see the walk, don't walk sign? Uh-huh. It doesn't read it. It doesn't. I don't it even knows know. knows orange or white. I, I don't even know if they can see the color, but it also would probably look white and then a darker shade to them. How the hell do you uh, teach it, that to it, a dog? It's it's amazing to watch these dogs work, and yeah, it's it's remarkable. I fully, I don't really fully understand it, and that's why I don't put German shepherds into the mix of uh, dangerous dogs because yes. they would not be used uh, for the blind. If they were kind of um, uh, like 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 off the handle aggressive, overly aggressive, overly aggressive, but they're such a flexible breed that they can they can be they're police dogs. Yeah, and you do that's not, true. Don't want to mess with a police dog. They're they are that's go, true. They are guard dogs as yes. well. But they're they're so and most dogs in, in fact they're so malleable and they can do so many different things. And the the Seeing Eye Foundation that uh, I do the work for, they breed their own German Shepherds. So their line of German Shepherds over the decades has gotten to where they're not as prone to be fear biters and to be as aggressive as your standard German Shepherds. Because a lot of German Shepherds are are squirrely, you know, right. and they're very protective of one person, usually kind of like the Huskies I was talking about. So, but the seeing eyes line is more, it has less of that personality trait, which makes them great to be guard dogs or police dogs. Um, But, and they have more of a sort of an easygoing personality so they can sort of be out in the world and be, and guiding blind people. And one more thing before we go, Eddie, you you would say that dogs like dog people. Would you say that? Uh, For sure. Yeah, they can tell, they can sense. Now, have you ever come across a dog that didn't particularly care for you? Uh, for sure. Oh, yeah, obviously. There are dogs who have been just, um, you know, maltreated or whose just personality But is they very... can't sense that you're a loving dog uh, well, person? Well, I will give them all the signals. I'll put the hand out. I'll drop down. If I sense they're a little nervous, I'll drop down low and, and sort of make myself less imposing to them. But, you know, you just read the signals. You're like, you know, this dog is not interested. So just You just don't push it. I have heard, uh, and I only heard this like maybe a year ago, so much later in life, that if you're approaching a, a dog and you want to pet it and you mm-hmm. don't know it, that you don't go for the top of the head. Correct. You go, you're underneath. better to go underneath by the neck. Right. 
because they can correct. see when you go in at the top of their head, they don't they see your uh, hand disappear and don't know what you're up to. Uh, right, and also the indicate the the if you're holding something over their head, a lot of times the dog's gonna raise their head and put the mouth to it because it you know maybe it's food, maybe it's a toy, but that's always a huge yeah. mistake for for non-dog people. They go for the head, and some dogs are totally fine with it because they've been around. Oh, this is a non-dog person; they don't know, so they're cool with it. But many dogs, especially if you don't know them, you get you you can drop down to a knee and kind of put out your hand, let them sniff it, and then you kind of go underneath their their chin and you pet them there. And then once you do that, then you can pet them all over. Yeah. Once you've been accepted by the dog. Uh, correct. All right. Lots of dog talk here on well, the yes. Post Game Podcast. Uh, Eddie, thank you for joining me. Jerry will be back tomorrow. Craig will be out tomorrow. Yes. Still no word on who Boomer's replacement will be. Well, we have two possibilities. Two possibilities. Of Phil Sims. Yes. And Chris Moore. Correct. Who filled in uh, for Craigie a few weeks ago. Yes. Each one of them filled in for Craigie That's, a few weeks ago. That is true. So one of them will be with the Booms tomorrow. All right. And Jerry will be back. Yes. And you and I will be here. And I hope everyone enjoyed my guest appearance on Absolutely. the post game. Uh, you can not hit me up on Twitter because I'm not there. You're not on Twitter because you would be fired. Uh, oh. Quickly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Shoot. Oh. It's the Boomer and Carton post game show. Wow. With the real stars of the show, Al and Jerry. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Before we get started, I just want to say on behalf of every single Met fan out there, this is the Rico Bronya Podcast. On behalf of all of the people that were at Chase Stadium on that October night, on behalf of every Met fan that's watched this man pitch, let me just tell Adam Wainwright, can you go f*** yourself? <laughs> 
<laughs> wow. Wow, you weren't kidding. You were you came in hot. Subscribe and listen to the Rico Bronya podcast. Available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast.